Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso and his co-host. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. We have a full house today with some amazing guests. Today's Spotlight interview is with Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answers Man. And with a living, happy, inside-out mantra, Maura Sweeney talks about influence, leadership, and identity through her podcasts, books, e-course, HuffPost blog, and as an international speaker. This ambassador of happiness joins us today to put the spotlight on our latest guest. Hello, Maura. How are you today? Hi there, Tony. I am great, and I'm so thrilled to be able to sit in on today's interview. Well, great, and I want to thank you so much for joining us today on the spotlight, Maura. You know, I I already feel your amazing high energy. It's actually, it's actually quite spiritual, so I'm always loving it when you're on our show. Thank you. Thank you. And Tony, I have to say the same for you. People that hear us don't know that I tell you this every time I'm with you. You have great energy, and I think it's wonderful when people who are always looking to do things in a positive way could get together, and uh, it's very exciting for me, especially before I go out of town. Well, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Maura. It warms my heart to know that people like, like this show. And for our Spotlight audience, you are listening to The Spotlight, where we focus on highlighting stars, greats, and game changers. If you're a fit, we want your interview on The Spotlight. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m., so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. And you can catch every episode of The Spotlight on my mobile app. Just go to TonyDurso.com slash mobile from your smart device or cell phone. And once it loads, past episodes of The Spotlight will automatically appear in column one. And column two is my other weekly show, highlighting elite entrepreneurs called Revenue Chat. All right. Today, we set the stage for the spotlight to chat with Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answers Man. And for our audience, Jordan Goodman is known as America's Money Answers Man because he's been answering Americans' personal financial questions for over 35 years. He was on editorial staff at Money Magazine for 18 years, NBC News for nine years, and has written 13 personal finance books. He's the host of the weekly Money Answers radio show, which is huge, and someday I'll get there too, I'm sure. And he's a regular guest on national TV and radio shows across the USA. He's all over the place. Okay, here we go, everyone. Welcome to the Spotlight, Jordan. Great to be with you, Tony and Murrah. Well, great, and it's such an honor to meet you, and I am very appreciative, and I thank you, Jordan, for taking the time to join us today on the spotlight. Love to do it. We're going to make the most of it. I'm going to give a lot of specific practical advice, resources, all kinds of things that really help your audience, hopefully. That's great, Jordan. And I have lots of money questions, and I'm really looking forward to some money answers today. And we'll just kind of just jump into this. But first things first, I would love to know, as, a, as well as I'm sure the spotlight audience, Jordan, can you please tell us how it all started for you? Sure. Well, I've always been a kind of a journalist slash entrepreneur, I guess you might say. And if you really want to go back to the beginning, um, my father was a professor at Brown in uh, Rhode Island. So I grew up in, in Rhode Island. 
And then the summers, we had a place in Cape Cod on Hyannis. I started delivering the newspaper, the Cape Cod Times, at age nine and was hanging around the newsroom. And by age 12, I came up with an entrepreneurial idea. Um, the boats, the, the uh, ferries, go over to Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard on a continuous basis from the Hyannis Harbor. And when I was in the uh, newspaper, I would see all these papers, the kind of extra overrun they would have from the printing presses. And I said to the printing guys, you know, you doing anything with these things? He said, no, no, we'll just throw them away. I said, well, do you mind if I take them? He said, no, make it easier for us. We don't have to throw them away that way. So I would take the papers from there in my bike down to the, new, the, uh, the ferries and sell them. I think it was 25 cents a, a paper, as I remember at the time. And I'd sell hundreds of them. Everybody in the, the, the boat's going over. They're sitting outside for five minutes. They say, this is great. And then they get bored. And I start selling one paper. And by the time the boat left, pretty much everybody on the boat had bought a paper. And I'd go back and pick up more. So my cost of goods was zero. And I had a 100% profit margin. And by the end of the day, my fingers were filled with ink. Uh, but I had sold whatever, two, $300 worth of newspapers. And that was my very first entrepreneurial venture. It's, it's been many more adventures since then. But that was the absolute first time. I love that. And by the way, I was a paper route boy for the Chicago Tribune and the Chicago Sun-Times starting at the age of five. But those carts, wow. <laughs> those carts were so big, folks. These carts especially with the Sunday paper was like maybe two, three inches thick. The carts right. weighed hundreds of pounds. <laughs> and for a couple of years, because I'm just small, little skinny Italian kid, my brothers had to help me just even get, get it going. But after maybe six, seven, eight years old, I was able to manage myself. A lot of people start as newspaper boys. Not, not today, but in those uh, days, I guess it was. It's, it's, it's illegal today. It's slave labor, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I might have been slave labor, but I got, made the most of it. When you're a paper boy, you just collect and you, know, you get pennies. But here I'd get the full value of the paper that way. And I was serving an artist. So what I saw is see where the demand is for something and see if you can supply it and you can have a good business there. So in that case, people needed something to read as they were going on the, the boat over to the Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. I, I was able to come up with a supply, and so that's what I do today. I, I see what people need, and I come up with the best solution for that and help an awful lot of people that way. I love it, and I do want to talk about some of your entrepreneurial spirit and, and events. Even though we want to talk about money and other stuff, I'd love it if you could share some other moment with you. This is very cool stuff, Jordan. Well, I mean, when I was, I was at Money Magazine for 18 years, as you said, and even while I was at Money, I was always a kind of an entrepreneur within the money framework, I guess you might say. So my first book was in 1983, uh, is the Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms, and now that's in its ninth edition, about to do the tenth edition of it. It sold about three and a half million copies around the world. Uh, the publisher of that is Barron's. And the idea was there was there, a dictionary of the financial field had not been done since the early 1940s. <laughs> so the time had come, and we did this big thing, and it just kept growing and growing. It's now 900 pages. All the tax laws, the SEC laws, the stock exchanges, everything is in there. And again, there was a need for it, and I was the one to do it. And it's, I'm kind of known for being the dictionary guy in that way. So it's always finding the demand first and then supplying what you need, and that's been a tremendous thing. It's helped an awful lot of people. That book is now in MBA schools and broker training classes and libraries and just all over the place. I'm kind of known as the dictionary guy. 
Very cool. And that has been translated in multiple languages and sold yes. over 3 million copies easily. Correct. Correct. Many, many different languages, yes. And it's online and, and so on. So that that was a kind of an entrepreneur. And then, and then, I mean, my current – so I left Money Magazine after having been there for 18 years. And basically the idea was I built up all these contacts and knowledge about the whole personal finance field. And I've been on radio shows and TV shows and have a whole you know, panoply of people I've been on all over the place. And so my business model is to be on shows, tell people about really good stuff, and have affiliate relationships with high-quality business financial services companies of various types. I drive business to them. I make something on it. They get customers they wouldn't get otherwise, and customers get uh, services solving problems that sometimes they didn't even know they had the problems, and I solved them anyway. So that's kind of the business model that I've worked out, where I'm helping consumers, helping businesses, and I get something in between. Very cool, Jordan. Very cool. Very interested in that. And we'll talk more about that, I'm sure. But first, Maura's burning to ask a couple questions about money and finance and so forth. So Maura, take it away. Well, Jordan, this has been really great listening to you. I'm hearing your story about selling newspapers uh, with zero investment and 100% profit. And what word comes to mind is what an opportunist you were. Right. There's... It seems to me over the course of your uh, career, you've used that idea repeatedly. This is one thing that I love to go into. Tell us a little bit about the idea of leveraging all of your business and financial relationships to achieve more than you could have on your own or let's say in a standard environment. That seems to be a real, I want to say a sense of brilliance that you carry. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about it so our, our listeners could hear it as well. That is the key to a small business's success is leverage. And by leverage, I do not mean debt. I mean taking the existing relationships you have uh, with business to contacts, financial resources, leveraging those with what you bring to the party, and the two of you combined can do something that either of you cannot do individually and just there's no limit to how much you can grow with something like that. So I'll just give you an example of that. Uh, because a lot of businesses have that capability, but they don't leverage all their resources. I'll just give an example. Um, so say, for example, a lot of small businesses have a hard time getting financing because the Dodd-Frank law and banks are really difficult to, to deal with these days. So there's something where I know there's a problem. I went out and found what I found is the best solution, which are some of these clearinghouses that help small businesses find loans they couldn't get otherwise looked at a b- bunch of them, found the best one, and, and their website is corporatelendingsolutions.com. And they have a whole network themselves of people who want to finance small businesses. Could be hedge funds, individuals, institutions of various types. And they've been doing this for like 30 years. So I don't have the experience that I do. they do, but I can bring what they do to small businesses that need that kind of service, and I make a little something in between. So the in, in the case of your listeners, if they're small business people needing loans, they would go to corporatelendingsolutions.com, get loans. So they're getting loans they wouldn't get otherwise. Corporate Lending Solutions gets to uh, originate loans for its borrowers. I get a little something in between, and it's a win-win-win. That's just an example of leveraging. So I'm not doing it, but I'm leveraging my voice, I guess you might say, or my platform to help them get customers. So I'm helping all three sides. So that's just kind of a... A simple example of leverage. 
Very good. Very good. And that's applicable to anyone. Well, if I could just ask you a follow-up to that, in the 18 years that you were kind of in the corporate environment working for Money Magazine, which to most people would be a very structured environment, were you doing small things along the way to kind of prepare yourself for where you are today in terms of leveraging relationships? Absolutely. Small and big things. Small and big. You want to share one one little story with us? Sure. So uh, I'll give you an example. So um, somebody I actually knew from college was working at something called uh, Medical News Network. Um, and so I started working with them. While I was at Money Magazine, I did a month, a, a weekly financial report aimed at doctors. Medical News Network went to doctors. And so um, I was doing these reports, and that kind of continued after I left Money because uh, I was doing these reports, and the doctors loved it, and there was a, a whole big thing there using my expertise with uh, personal finance, and then I specifically aimed at doctors. So that was something I did while at Money, you know, continued on afterwards. A, a lot of the things I did while at Money, I, I was doing, as, as uh, Tony mentioned, NBC News uh, every week on what's called NBC News at Sunrise. And I did that for nine years, and then when I left Money, I con- continued to do it. So I brought all the relationships that I had built up during my years at Money and just continued that on and just expanded it even further. I mean, frankly, when I left money, uh, money needed more, more needed me more than I needed them. Let's put it that way. And uh, they were kind of limiting what I was doing. I'd go out and give a speech, get a fee, and they would take the speech fee. It's like, well, wait a minute, I'm the one who gave the speech. So at a certain point, you, you have to say, is it worth it to to work for you know the mothership, or can you do your own ship? And so that's kind of when I decided, and it was perfectly amicable. But at a certain point, people who work for big companies have to say, is it worth it or not? And it had been worth it for 18 years, but at a certain point, it was not. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Maura Sweeney joining me as co-host. Just ahead, we continue the chat with Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answers Man. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map, Beat the Odds for Business Success at TonyDurso.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the Vision Map, Beat the Odds for Business Success at TonyDurso.com slash vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at TonyDurso.com slash community. Are you the right fit? 
We're looking for a few good sponsors that are the right fit for our world-class brand. The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with Hollywood stars, sports greats, game changers? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at TonyDurso.com and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at TonyDurso.com. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with the Ambassador of Happiness, Maura Sweeney, as co-host. Today's show is with Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answers Man. While at Money, Jordan also began to write the first of his 14 highly acclaimed books on personal finance. The Barron's Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms, 1984, with co-author John Downs, is translated into multiple languages and sold over 3 million copies worldwide. It's a classic in its field and a staple on the syllabi of college, personal finance, and business courses, MBA classes, and securities training seminars. All right, and now back to the chat with Jordan. You know, I think that's wonderful information for other people to hear because there are many people that are in positions and they're thinking, well, how do I get to the next place? So you were really working on it while you were doing your primary job. And I could also hear you use the word relationships a lot. So I think that that is obviously important. All right. Well, Tony, what about you? What's what do you have on your mind next? (laughs) I have so many things, but I thought I'd make a little mention to our spotlight audience that we're going to be talking about how to help you with in your business, how to help in loans, student loans, credit card loans, personal loans, car loans. We have a number of questions and we're going to try to get through as many as possible. So it's not just all about business, though my next question is about business here. You may have answered some of this, Jordan. You talked about leveraging of business and, and so forth. I'd like to know for businesses, how can we get more advantageous funding for them instead of just using you know, the the normal traditional sources, perhaps some alternate funding sources and so forth. Sure. So I'll tell you a bad alternate funding source first, okay? One I would avoid, which are called merchant cash advances or MCAs. This is what I call the payday lending of the small business world. These guys will come in, they make unsecured loans, you can get your money quickly, and then they attach your credit card receivables. So say you're a restaurant, and so every time you, you have a restaurant bill go through your credit card receivable, they're going to take a little piece of it. And the interest rates can be 50%, 100% really, really high. Uh, and people don't often realize how much they're paying for these kind of things. And you kind of get on this treadmill, and then you need one more merchant cash advance to pay off the old one. And eventually you go bankrupt is what happens. So that would be an alternative source. And last I heard, they've got about $600 billion in outstanding merchant cash advances. And that was driven because the traditional banks are so hard to deal with these days. Traditional banks want inventory. They want something they can seize if you don't pay back the loan. Well, a lot of the businesses starting today, you know, say you're creating a website or an app, they don't have inventory. There's nothing to seize. And the banks aren't interested in making loans to them because they're not kind of traditional uh, businesses with widgets or something like that. 
So there is this whole world, as I mentioned before, that are companies willing to invest, not based on inventory or based, frankly, on your tax return, but they're based on cash flow. They're going to take a look at your bank statements, and if they see you've got a regular cash flow coming in that you'll be able to pay the loan back, you can get yourself a nice loan for six, seven, eight percent, you know, reasonable interest rates, as opposed to, and do it quickly, as opposed to taking forever with banks and getting turned down or going to these merchant cash advance, what I've called sharks, basically loan sharks is what they kind of become. And the website I just gave you before, corporatelendingsolutions.com is a place. So they're kind of putting, they will vet you as a business and to see if you meet the criteria. And then they bring you to the lender who is interested in that kind of business. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of things. They'll do vendor financing, they'll do payroll financing, equipment leasing. There's a whole bunch of different things that you can do depending on your needs. And they, they know them all, and they've been doing this for, for 30 years. So that's a way for the average small business who's up and running. This is not for absolute startups, but if you're up and running, to get financing in a much better way than traditional banks. That makes perfect sense, Jordan. And sort of on the flip side, we want to get a loan. We're a startup. We're a small business entity. We may or may not have some uh, resources for people to hold on as collateral. But we know this, that if we have a better credit rating, we can qualify for a better loan, a better percentage, a better rate. So how do we keep, and we'll include business, we'll include the personal as well. How do we right. have a better credit rating for personal and business, you know, to, is, are there any tricks or tips uh, that you can give us on that, please? Absolutely. So as a business, uh, you have a Dun & Bradstreet report. And a lot of people don't even know they have a Dun & Bradstreet report, but they do. And you want to be on top of that and make sure it's as accurate and clean as possible and build up business credit over time. Uh, there's a website that can help people do that, which is tourdebusiness, T-O-U-R-D-E-business.com. And that's what they do is they help you establish Dun & Bradstreet credit, enhance it, get errors off of there. Now, Dun & Bradstreet has what's called the Paydex score, which is the score showing how you pay your bills. The top is 80. If you have an 80, that means you pay your bills always on time. You're going to be able to get credit at good terms and good interest rates. Terms meaning how quickly you have to pay it back or, or what down payments, that kind of thing. So, yes, uh, that can help you establish and improve your D&B reports. And basically with a D&B, it's not like with a personal credit report where they just get access right away. You have to tell Dun & Bradstreet who your creditors are. So it could be credit card companies. It could be your accountant, who your vendors are, because they wouldn't know. You tell them that, and they then check with those vendors to see what your payment history is. So a lot of people never do that, and they don't build up a good paydex score because they're not kind of on top of it. So you can try to do it yourself, but this tour to business can help you do that. And then the same thing on the individual side, it's called tourtocredit.com. Now, they're checking with the big three, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, and getting errors off there and getting your credit score to be as good as it can possibly be. Lots of people have lots of errors on those reports something like 90% of reports have some kind of errors and you, you want to get those off of there. If you get those off of there, your credit score will rise. You're able to get approved instead of rejected and get much better terms. There's a law called the FACTA law, Fair and Accurate Credit Transactions Act, which says that you have the right to challenge errors on your personal credit report. And if the creditor does not prove that it's accurate within 30 days, it has to come off. So the big secret here is 
say it is accurate, but the creditor doesn't get back to the credit bureau within 30 days. It comes off anyway, even if, in fact, you did pay the bill late or something. If they don't get back in time, you get it off. So that's a way of getting your credit score uh, increased. And that tourdecredit.com is a place that can help you do it. Tour de Credit, T-O-U-R-D-E, credit, is that, dot com, is that Correct. right? That's for the individual side. And for the business side, it's tourdebusiness.com, correct. Very great references. Thank you so much for sharing. That really answers that question. Thanks, Jordan. Sure. Jordan, I could see why they call you the money man. You are very resourceful. <laughs> I have a question that would really affect a lot of students that I talk to frequently, as well as parents of... Uh, college graduates, and it's about student loan debt. Can you give some advice, whether they are the students that have just graduated or the parents that are trying to um, take care of their kids' student loan debt, can they possibly refinance it and get it at a lower rate? What kind of advice do you give? A lot of people don't realize that, uh, but in fact, this is the student loan debt problem of this generation. There's currently about $1.4 trillion in existing student loan debts, the average person is graduating with about 38,000 in student loan debt. That's the average. Some people 50, 100, 150,000 undergraduate. And if you add graduate school, law school, business school, medical school, two, three, 400,000 debt on top of that before they get their first job. I mean, this is the problem of this generation. So the first thing you can do is consolidate it. If you have a bunch of federal loans, in a bunch of different places at different interest rates, you could consolidate it all into one at a lower interest rate and help you, at least you're paying one that way instead of many. A website for that would be consolidatecollege.com. So that's the first step you can take. You can try to do the consolidation program your own, but it can be kind of difficult, so they can help, help you make sure that goes smoothly. And then as you say, Maura, you can refinance your student loans. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, and you combine any federal loans, which are typically like in the 4 or 5%, 6% range, with any private loans that may be 6 to 10 or higher, combine them into one in the 2 to 3% interest rate, and you have one loan to pay at a lower rate, you can pay it off quicker. My best place for that is called Credible. So their website is credible.com backslash money answers. If you give them the backslash money answers, they know it's me, you get 200 bucks off your first payment. Uh, that way as well. Now, Credible doesn't make the loans themselves. It's like a clearinghouse for about five or six different lenders that have different programs, different criteria, different interest rates. And then you look at them and see which is the best deal for you and you go whatever is best for you. So you're not only having one choice, but you're having like five or six different choices. Sometimes they're credit unions. Sometimes they specialize in small in, in um, refinancing of student loans. But there's a place to go, credible.com backslash money answers. And now you're going to pay those student loans off a lot quicker if it's 2% instead of 8, 9, 10%, something like that. All right. Very good. I know it's overwhelming when you consider student debt. Do you have any other words of wisdom that you'd like to give to the students that are studying or the parents that are trying to navigate their kids through this process? Well, I actually did a book on this topic, which is called The Ultimate Guide to Student Loans, which you can get at Amazon, which kind of goes into it. There's three processes. The first one is upfront saving as much as you can or investing so you don't have to borrow as much because a lot of people get to school and like they have no they haven't saved hardly anything or, or they start with a kid 17 you know it's a little late to kind of do it at that point um so i've got a whole thing on different ways of saving and investing probably the 529 plan is the best way to save because the money is growing tax-free 
as long as you use it for college education. Then when you're there, you want to get the best loans possible. Often federal loans would be better, but there's a lot of different pros and cons and grants and scholarships to get. And then once you get out, the best way to pay them off quickly. Uh, I mentioned consolidatecollege.com. I mentioned credible.com backslash money answers. And I'll mention one more thing a lot of people are not familiar with, which is what's called the Income-Based Repayment Program, or IBR program. And what that says is if you meet certain criteria, you pay the minimum on your student loans for 10 years. And after that, no matter how much you owe, the rest of it is forgiven. Now, the criteria for that are you work in the nonprofit sector, 501c3. It could be a church, a foundation, a charity of any kind of nonprofit. You work for the government, state, local, federal, military, post office, any kind of government agency. And then there's a lot of special cases where the government wants to encourage people to go take jobs that might people might not take, like you're a doctor at an Indian reservation or you're a nurse in an inner city hospital or places they really want people to go. And so if you do that, you'll get your loans completely forgiven after 10 years, no matter how much you owe. So that, that's about the best magic I can do to make those student loans disappear. That is highly innovative. And that's another one that sounds like it's a real win-win all the way around. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Maura Sweeney as co-host. Just ahead, we're going to find out more from Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answers Man. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Are you the right fit? We're looking for a few good sponsors that are the right fit for our world-class brand, The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with Hollywood stars, sports greats, game changers? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at TonyDurso.com and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at TonyDurso.com. The Dream Business community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business community at TonyDurso.com slash community. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map, Beat the Odds for Business Success at TonyDurso.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the Vision Map, Beat the Odds for Business Success at TonyDurso.com slash vision, V-I-S-I-O-N. You're 
listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with the Ambassador of Happiness, Morris Sweeney, as co-host. Today's show is with Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answers Man. During his tenure at Money, he became a regular presence on radio and television programs around the country. When Jane Pauley and Brian Gumbel of the Today Show wanted to refute some of the dubious strategies of financial guru Charles Givens, it was Jordan they asked to face him down. When Ted Koppel needed a financial expert to explain to Nightline viewers the implications of the stock market crash of October 19, 1987, it was Jordan to whom he turned. All right, and now back to the chat with Jordan. Just give our listeners the name of your book title again, because I think there's a lot of parents that are going to want to run out and get it. Yeah, it's called The Ultimate Guide to Student Loans, and they can get it at Amazon very easily. It's about 15 bucks. It's about 200 pages, and I go through the three things, saving and investing to avoid the loans, getting the best loans, and paying them off as quickly as possible. Great. Thank you. And now, Tony, what about you? I know you're loaded with questions over there. I've got a million questions. Uh, We may have to do another show, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to stump you, Jordan. Okay, good. Because I don't think there's an answer for this. Well, I'm kind of teasing just a little bit. Let's take a hypothetical case. In this hypothetical business, we have a high cash flow. We're just bringing money in fast, but we have a lot of expenses, so it's going right back out. So there's not really much to be saved. Can I do anything with that high cash flow that would be money smart. Absolutely. Invest it so it's earning something for you instead of sitting in the bank earning nothing for you. This is a lot of businesses have great cash flow, but they're not using their cash in a way that's going to earn something for them. So I'm going to give you a way right now where you can earn 8% very safely. This is for corporate cash, but also for your individual cash. A lot of individuals have money sitting in the bank earning nothing these days or CDs or savings accounts pretty much earning nothing these days. So this is what is called a secured real estate fund. That's where again, if you're getting 8% very safely over a one-year time frame, and after one year, you can get your money back if you like. There's no fees or commissions involved in it whatsoever. Uh, and there's a website, securedrealestatefunds.com, with an S, funds.com. They've also got a phone number, 888-444-2102. And what they're doing is they are lending money two small businesses that are doing renovations or construction of various kinds of commercial real estate projects around the country. It's diversified in 30 different states, and it's diversified amongst the different types of projects going on all the time. So, for example, somebody might be renovating an apartment building, or they may be adding a wing onto a medical office, or they may be doing a strip mall, or they may be... There's just all kinds of things like that. The, the principle behind these kind of funds is they're investing in something where there's what's called forced appreciation. By taking a loan, they're improving the value of the property no matter what's happening in the local real estate market. It's not based on appreciation of the real estate. It's based on adding value to a specific building. If I can, let me just give you a specific example that might kind of bring it home. Uh, There was a guy uh, who had a big house in a college town. I think it was Boulder, Colorado, that he'd been renting out for many years to two students. He got a loan from the secured real estate fund and then over a year or so renovated the house to make it into four apartments instead of two for the same house. 
So now his income has doubled from the same property. The value of the house went up 50% or more. So he's willing to pay a higher interest rate of 8 to 10% over a year to finance that construction because now the value of the house is dramatically higher and his income is dramatically higher for the rest of his life. And a local bank wouldn't touch him. This is what often happens today. Even though you've got a perfectly good project, they have a really hard time either getting a loan at all from a bank or getting it in any kind of a timely way. So there you go. Uh, and that makes sense. The value of the property goes up. And one of the things the fund also does is it actually gives you a piece of the profit. So if that guy were to sell that house, uh, some of the profit from increasing the value of the house would go to fund shareholders. You get 8% plus another one or two points in what's called profit-sharing distributions on a quarterly basis. So again, if that helps some of your folks, securedrealestatefunds.com or 888-444-2102. I'd say it's better to earn 8% than zero on your money. I love it. Great resources, Jordan. Thank you so much for that. That's very cool. Let's kind of add to that this business. Their cash flow is real good, and now they're actually able to bank and they're saving money now. Would you advise, is there a threshold where they should look at investing in certain things? For example, once they're able to, let's say they've got 100000 500000 whatever, should they then get a look into real estate or something else? What would you advise once there's a significant growing savings? Obviously, you don't want to keep it in the bank at the very low interest rate. So what right. would somebody do, please? Well, I mean, the first thing would already be to reinvest in the business. If the business itself is doing well, you want to keep that cash flow growing by adding a new location or new salespeople or new product lines or something to expand the business. That would always be the first place because whatever you're doing is working, do more of it. <laughs> Basically, that's what it comes down to. Uh, I mean, then there are other things you can do that are kind of more passive income investments. Uh, I'll give you an example. You could do what's called peer-to-peer lending. Uh, there's a place called Lending Club, for example, where you can lend money short-term, like one year or so, and earn 6 7 8%. And you have control over who you lend to, whether it's high risk or low risk. I've been doing that for many years. I, I, they have A is the least risky, F is the most risky. I've been doing B loans for a long time. And those typically yield about 7 8 9%, something like that. And that's done very well. So there's, there's lots of places you can invest to make your money work for you. Don't, as you say, have it sit in the bank earning nothing. Very smart answers. Very good. Very good. Okay. Lots, lots here. This is great. <laughs> so what about some of these other business people that are, they're not really bringing in a lot. If anything, they're experiencing the opposite. They're in all kinds of debt piled under, you know, some people, they reach that place of emotional depression and paralysis. They're like looking at all these bills. Can you give some advice to these people as to how they could start moving themselves from where they are and getting out from under that pile of debt? Absolutely, Maura. So you're right. And so what happens is when a business gets into debt and has many different creditors, the business owner like wants to hide under his desk or not answer the phone or not open the mail because they run from it, right? That is not going to solve the problem. It only makes it worse. But all the creditors think they're the most important creditor, okay? The, the secret to getting out from under this debt situation is the strategy of what I call prioritization. All creditors are not built equally, okay? Some have a lot of, and it's based on the leverage they have over your business. Now, the electric company can turn your lights off and shut you out tomorrow. That's got a lot of leverage, okay? Some lawyer that did a contract you never went through with three years ago has no leverage on you, basically. If you didn't pay the bill, he has nothing he can do to you, you see? 
So what you want to do is prioritize the creditors based on the amount of leverage they've got over your business and then pay them based on the highest leverage. Now, you may think you can do this on your own. I think it's very difficult for most people to figure that out. They're just reacting to the latest screaming creditor, and the one who screams the loudest gets whatever money is available here. So there's a website to help people do that, which is called helpwithpayables.com. It's a company called Corporate Turnaround, and they've been doing this for thousands of small businesses over about 30 years, and they've got very sophisticated systems and software that know each creditor and know what kind of leverage they have on you for a scale of one to 10. So the electric company might be one, and that lawyer I mentioned might be 10, everywhere in between. So they take all of your creditors and then look at what leverage they've got on you, and then they make offers to each of the creditors and say, okay, you, you want 100 cents on the dollar? Well, that might take you five years. Will you take 10 cents on the dollar? We'll give that to you in six months. So it's a combination of what offer they make to the creditor and how long it's going to take for people to, to get paid back. And then they combine all the creditors into one payment. You make one payment a month to the corporate turnaround people. They then distribute the money to all the creditors. And you don't have to be worrying about creditors calling you anymore because if they do, they say, talk to those guys. They're dealing with the stuff. You make one payment a month. You can get back to concentrating on your business instead of reacting to creditor calls all the time. And 75 to 80% of the businesses that come to them who are in desperate shape with a lot of debt get out of debt and kind of get themselves back on track and get themselves out of debt. So the website for that, again, is helpwithpayables.com. They have helped tens of thousands of businesses get out from under that huge burden of debt. All right, I could hear the listeners breathing something of a sigh of relief with that. <laughs> breathing is my, good. <laughs> all right, here's my other thought that comes along. When you mentioned the creditors that call or the or the um, the envelopes that come in the mail, do you have one bit of advice, one segue, one remark, one, one bit of wisdom that you could give to that business owner who's going to answer the phone and he gets that dreaded phone call? Any way that they could rephrase the conversation so that they don't feel like they are just ready to, as you said, hide under the desk and cry. Anything well, that you give them in the way of wisdom. I mean, in this case, what I'm saying is if you work with this corporate turnaround I mentioned, basically what you say is, I'm not dealing with that anymore. Call corporate turnaround. Here's their number and you deal with it, right? It gets them off your plate completely. Like right away. Right away. It's out All of your right. hair. They're dealing with it. Okay. I mean, the same thing exists on the personal side with uh, – uh, consumer credit counseling. This is like business credit counseling. And it's like, I don't deal with that anymore. I'm, all of that is being done by them. And they've been dealing with creditors for 30 years on tens of thousands of them. And they know exactly how to deal with them. And, and their, their job is to get the creditor paid, not the full amount and not quickly. They're trying to give you time to kind of recover. But the creditors say, okay, I'm willing to take 50 cents of the dollar if it takes me two years, whatever it may be, as opposed to getting zero if, if you force the guy into bankruptcy. So it makes sense for the creditor as well. Some creditors are willing to deal more than others, but I, I don't. This, your, your expertise is running your business, not arguing with creditors, right? So right, here you're right. turning it over to somebody who is expert in arguing with creditors and dealing it. And a big part of it is just getting that stress off your mind and not have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, I would think so. That's excellent advice. And so I guess, all right, so now the listeners have heard it twice. Call these people. <laughs> And get them to work for you. Helpwithpayables.com is the website for that one. Yes, that's right. Very good. Thank you. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Maura Sweeney as co-host. Just ahead, 
Jordan shares more insights and his contact info. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan, including strategic and tactical planning. Get the Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. V-I-S-I-O-N. The Dream Business Community wants to help you with your career and business. Are you ready for accelerated success? Check it out. The Dream Business Community at TonyDURSO.com slash community. Are you the right fit? We're looking for a few good sponsors that are the right fit for our world-class brand. The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with Hollywood stars, sports greats, game changers? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at TonyDURSO.com and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at TonyDURSO.com. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDURSO.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with the Ambassador of Happiness, Maura Sweeney, as co-host. Today's show is with Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answers Man. Along the way, Jordan reached vast national audiences as a weekly commentator for three years on CNN's Business Day, weekly for six years on Public Radio International's Marketplace Morning Report, daily for eight years on the Mutual Broadcasting System's America in the Morning, and weekly for nine years as a guest expert on NBC TV's News at Sunrise. And now, back to the chat with Jordan. Great, great stuff here, Jordan. I'm just eating it up. And you've, you've written a slew of books, and this one caught my attention. It's a great book called Master Your Money Type. And I'd yes. love, you know, of course, we should all read the book, and people are just finding out about it. But perhaps you could give us an overall strategy on how to grow our money, and please include any references that you may wish to share with us. So Master Your Money Type is about the six different financial personalities that I've found in having done this for many, many years. 
And in no particular order, here are the six that I talk about in that book. Uh, they're the strivers, the high rollers, coasters, ostriches, squirrels, and debt desperados. Those are my six types, okay? So the strivers are people who are kind of striving to do things better, and they typically are the entrepreneurial types. The high rollers are people willing to take lots of risk, and it doesn't always work out, but they typically don't have much of a safety net because they're always super confident everything's going to work out well, even if it doesn't, okay? Coasters are people who go along thinking everything's basically fine, but they're not making long-term decisions, and then they hit what I call financial brick walls. Oh, the kid just turned 17. I guess we should start saving for college. Oh, I just turned 62. I guess I should start saving for retirement. Everything's been, been great so far. So that's kind of coasters. Uh, ostriches are people that think all this money stuff's going to take care of itself somehow. I don't have to deal with it. I don't open statements. My cousin Vinny is going to take care of my finances. I, I just don't. I'm above this money stuff, you know. It's just I'm an artiste, that kind of thing. So I don't I don't deal with money, you know. Hey, uh, uh, Vinny's very good at taking care of money problems. Just 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 for the record. Yeah, well, probably not as well as if you put your own mind into it. Uh, squirrels are people that are run by fear. Um, often our parents who went through the depression and they saw the family farm being lost or business being closed, the, the banks closed. Uh, they're worried about uh, penny pinching and just survival, and they don't want to take any risk whatsoever. They kind of have a miserable life, but at least they survive. And then the exact opposite of the debt desperados, those are the people who think that the way to get out of debt is to go into more debt, basically. Those are the ones that use the ATMs inside a casino to make big bets when they just lost before, right? <laughs> so briefly, I, I go into this in much more detail, but those are my six uh, money types. And so you have to understand what you are, and it's not as though you're only one. You know, you may have, a, you might be a strong striver with a, a hint of debt desperado, whatever it may be. And also when you're dating or marrying somebody, know what they are. Now, I'm not saying you should both be the same. In fact, it's probably better that you're not both the same. I mean, you have two squirrels sitting there counting their nuts for the winter, and it's like not a lot of fun in your life, you know? <laughs> if you have two high rollers, they're spending all their time in the casinos hoping to hit it big and there's no safety net. So... Sometimes a little bit of conflict can be a good idea. You combine a high roller and a squirrel, and they may have some conflict, but there's a little bit of balance on both sides. Very clever. Very good stuff. We're going to have to read the book and listen to this again to kind of find out where we are in our spouse slash partner on this. Very cool. Let's just do a quick test of you. Which, let's go for you first, Tony. Which, which of those six do you think is your dominant money type? It all depends on what happens, and I don't have them all memorized, but I think sometimes <laughs> I'm the coaster, and depending on certain deals, I'm the high roller, but I know that I'm going to win. I have no question. I don't, I'm not, I don't gamble the money. I don't gamble, by the way, but yeah. when I take a risk, I really know it's calculated risk, so I'm the, calcul yeah. I'm the calculated risk high roller taker. <laughs> And how about you, Maura? You know, this is too funny. I'm usually the one asking the questions. I was going to say, what about you? But I will just tell you this. I am not one who goes for debt. I've just watched it in my past. And so I'll take calculated risks. My husband's the same way. But we, I don't, for the sake of looking like I, I want to catch up with everybody or buy things that everybody else says is important. I'd rather have money free to do what I want and never to have those people calling me on the phone saying, you owe me. So well, what that's a bit of squirrelness. That's a bit of squirreliness, which is, <laughs> and that's not a, and you know, I'm not making value judgments. If you're a squirrel, I say best, be the best squirrel you can be. You know, it's not like a bad thing. 
You shouldn't go from being a squirrel to being a high roller if that's what you are. Oh, so gosh. that's fun. I'm more in the striver category, actually. But anyway, it's a fun thing. It's a fun thing it to is. do with your spouse or your significant other to kind of see how your personalities are different. It is. Very cool. Very funny. And another book that caught my attention that you wrote that's on your list because of all the issues with investment and Wall Street and so forth. This is a book called Lies, Reading Between the Lies. And it's about how to avoid becoming a victim of the next Wall Street scandal. And I'd right. love it if you could give us some quick tips and, and advice on that, as well as you know where we could get the book. So that book came out actually around the time of WorldCom and Enron and all of those financial crises that seemed to come out of the blue. And basically, I said, if you knew how to read those financial statements, you could have seen there was all kinds of funny business going on there and it was going to collapse. Okay, And this has happened since. Even though new laws have come in, supposedly to prevent that, there's still all kinds of financial frauds all the time. So, for example, in the case of Enron, what they did is all the good stuff, they would accelerate. And all the bad stuff, they would either take off the balance sheet completely or delay into the future. So that's why everything always looked rosier and rosier. They'd sell, it, they'd sell something or do a contract that was a 10-year contract, and they'd take all the revenue from 10 years and put it into this year. Right? It can make you look very good until it all collapses, basically. So that's just one of many things. And, and there are ways of seeing these things if you look at the financial statements. But a lot of people kind of have rose-colored glasses and don't want to see these things. And, you know, you're building up receivables, for example, and, and they're not getting paid. That's, there's just many different things. But that gives you an idea of what's in the Reading Between the Lies book. I got it. Thank you very much for explaining that. Very cool. All right. I want to ask you a more generic personal question here. Jordan, with all that you've done, all this stuff, because you're very practical and you sound like you're a lot of fun. What is the most fun thing or the best thing that you like about what you're doing in life now? I just really like helping people and exposing them to ideas they're not aware of otherwise. And frankly, transforming their lives. That's my favorite word is transforming. Other, other than leverage, I guess you might say, is transforming people's lives. I mean, just look at what we've talked about so far. We've allowed small businesses to get loans that they didn't think were possible before with corporate lending solutions. We've helped them get out of huge debt that just overwhelming them. They don't know what to do with the helpwithpayables.com. We've helped them clean up their reports, their credit reports, and get better credit at better terms with tourtobusiness.com. We helped them. The student loans is a huge problem for a lot of people and helped them consolidate that, pay it off much quicker uh, with credible.com backslash money answers. And we've helped them earn 8% instead of zero on their money with securedrealestatefunds.com. All these things are what I would call transformative, right? If you're sitting there, your money's earning nothing, you're being piled under in debt, your credit report is terrible, you're, you know, you're overwhelmed by student loan debt. I mean, you're not in great shape. And the things I've done here, I think, can really, really help people. And I'll just give you one more, which is, we haven't got to it, which is also transformative is the whole strategy of what I call mortgage optimization, which literally allows you to pay off a 30-year mortgage in about five to six years on your existing level of income in a way your bank will never tell you about. Would you like to hear more about that one? Of course I would, because I was one of those people that did that. Please tell the audience. All right, great. So with a traditional 30-year mortgage, you make the same payment for 30 years, most of the interest is up front. The first 10 to 15 years, you're making very, very small amount of progress on the principal. And meanwhile, you keep your money, your income and your paychecks and all that in a checking account, earning zero. The current system works really well for the banks, right? Because they get your money for free. 
you pay them interest for 30 years. And even better right. for the bank is if you refinance and now you start a new 30-year clock all over again with all that interest up front, right? Okay. Yeah. That's the, the current system. That's why the banks have the biggest building in town because they, they've been getting interest from you for a long, long time. So using mortgage optimization, you're turning the tables completely. And instead of paying a very small amount of interest, a small, small amount of principal for a long period of time, you're paying principal off at an accelerating rate every day, literally. Uh, you use a home equity line of credit, what's called a HELOC, H-E-L-O-C, which is a liquid line against your house. You can put money in. You can take it out whenever you like. You keep your income, which is normally sitting in the checking account earning zero, in the HELOC, pushing down your balance every day. HELOCs are based on what's called average daily balance. How much do you owe today? So say you had a $50,000 HELOC. You got a $1,000 paycheck. You put it in there. Instead of owing $50,000, you now owe $49,000. So you're paying interest on the amount of balance. And as the money goes in there, pushing the balance down every day, you literally can pay these things off much more quickly. And then you combine the HELOC with the traditional first mortgage. And literally, you're making m massive progress against that mortgage. And you end up paying literally 25 years faster than you would have otherwise. And you're saying, saving hundreds, if not tens of thousands of dollars in interest. And there's a website that can help people go through this whole thing, which is called truthinequity.com. It's a free website. You go on there, you put your numbers, your income, your expenses, your mortgage, your house, pay, all those different things. And it's going to say, okay, what you're doing today, it's going to take you 28 and a half years to pay off your mortgage. You're going to pay 200,000 interest, whatever it may be. And with the numbers you just gave us, you'll be able to pay your mortgage off in five and a half years and pay... 30,000 interest, whatever the numbers come out to be. And then they show you step-by-step step how to do it. Uh, I've referred over 50,000 people to truthandequity.com, and they have literally transformed people's lives. Can you imagine a young couple that's 30, and their mortgage is paid off by 35 instead of 60? I mean, is that making a difference in their lives or what? That's crazy. Jordan, I'm, I'm, <laughs> right? I'm thinking that could be the most transformational advice you've given during this whole show. And as much as we talked about young people coming out of college, you're now showing them how to get on the other side of that wheel. So that's fantastic. Thank you. Amazing information, Jordan. Can't thank you enough. We may have to bring you on again. We have so many more questions, but we've pretty much near the end of the hour. But before you go, could you please let us know how anyone can contact you? My website's moneyanswers.com. As uh, the money, money answers, man, I, I love to help people. I've got lots of videos and links and resources of all types. We've just touched the surface of the kind of things I've got on there. And I just love to help people. Maura, you said what drives what you can see. Just really helping people in a big way is, is very, very rewarding and uh, transformative. So that's a good thing. I agree. And you know what? If I could just add a PS to that, you know, oftentimes when we hear people talk about money, we think, ah, they're money grubbers. But you're in the business of making money for people all the way around and right. using money for the best purposes. And that's a great feeling. So it, it is great. And, and I, I hear back from people like, I can't believe I would have paid for 30 years and my mortgage was paid off in five years or whatever. And I said, after it's paid off, now use the money you were paying on your mortgage to have it grow for you and make your money grow for you. So it really feels good to help people. So this has been my mission from the beginning as a journalist to help people. And now I'm doing it even bigger and better because you know, I'm doing it in all these different ways. I'm doing dentists and speeches and uh, websites and all kinds of stuff. So it's it feels good. 
Thank you so very much for sharing all of this with us, Jordan. I just love it. Thank you for doing this interview with us. It's great. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate being on the show. All right. Well, such an amazing interview with Jordan Goodman, America's Money Answers Man. And more, I want to thank you for being such a great co-host as usual. Your smiles, they're infectious. And I look forward to, let's call this, your incredible life energy of happiness on yet another episode of The Spotlight. This was such a pleasure, Tony. Thanks for having me on uh, to join you today. And Jordan, it was a pleasure meeting you firsthand and sitting in the front row learning about all of your great advice. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much. And to our Spotlight audience, thanks again. It's our honor to have you listen. All right, everyone, keep your focus on success, and we'll see you next on The Spotlight. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and his special VIP co-host. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend.